With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. This is the Red Sox Precap with your hosts, Keaton DeRocher and Shelley Verstraight. Part of the Over the Monster Podcast Network. Welcome to the Red Sox Precap podcast from the Over the Monster Podcast Network, where your hosts, myself and Shelley Verstraight, pre uh, recap the series that just ended here against Tampa Bay and preview the next series, um, who I forgot to look who the Red Sox are playing next. Miami, they're staying in, in uh, Florida. Good for them. A little revamped Marlin squad. We will get into that preview a little later. First, we have a lot to discuss in this series with Tampa Bay. Ultimately, the Red Sox and Tampa split Shelley, um, which was probably a bit more than we were expecting, given uh, the pitching matchups that we had in Tampa Bay and the previous four-game sweep. Uh, we keep having four-game series against Tampa, which leaves a lot of room for disaster. But uh, split seems pretty impressive, right? 
Uh, yeah, definitely. I was expecting maybe we would get one game. Um, I was expecting another like, four-game sweep here. Um, but, uh, yeah, this weekend wasn't, you know, absolutely disastrous, which is really great <laughs> for yeah. this team. Yeah, a uh, couple uh, big things to get to with some individual performances and such. So let's dive right on in. Um, game one, Mike Kickham versus Josh Fleming. Fleming um, has been like a bit of a gem here for um, Tampa. Is 3-0 in his first three starts. Going up against Kickham, who uh, hasn't done much, to say the <laughs> least. Uh, but this was a really impressive performance from Kickham. Four innings pitched, only two earned runs, one walk, eight strikeouts. Eight whole strikeouts. Yeah. Uh, do you think there's something here with Kickham, or uh, was this just kind of maybe a diamond in the rough? Um, my heart says that there's more here, but my brain um, says that this is just like a one-off. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I I was definitely impressed with eight strikeouts. I was not expecting that at all, um, especially with Tampa. Uh, because I mean they they strike out but not but not too much. Um, but uh, yeah, this was this was a really really uh, surprising game, definitely. Yeah, Weber followed Kickham um, with four strikeouts and two and a third, uh, with only giving up one run, uh, which is pretty impressive for him. Uh, and then Springs, Brazier, and Barnes all followed with scoreless innings. Barnes getting his fifth save of the season. For the bats, Rafael Devers has just continued to be on a, just an absolute monster tear. He went three for four with three RBIs. He had a nice bomb of a home run. And then Bobby Dahlbach, again, homered. This his fifth straight game with a homer. Um, this is kind of starting to get a little unreal with the young fella here. But um, what, are, what are your thoughts on just the power that we've seen? I mean, we, we were kind of sold on his power. Um we, I mean, we, you and I specifically have talked about it on uh, Dynasty's Child when uh, talking about prospects. We talked about Dahlbach's power. Um, seems to be just about as advertised, right? Uh, yeah, it, it definitely is. Um, I'm, I'm just uh, very impressed that we're seeing it, like, so quickly. I mean, yeah. at least with, the, in, with this game, he's hitting 250, which is kind of what I expected. You know, but he has an OPS of, you know, over 1,000. He has a 158 OPS, which is definitely not what I expected. Um, but I, I I like to see it. Um, I, I, I wish it maybe would kind of like, kind of even out a little bit. Maybe the average would come up, strikeouts would go down, and the OPS would, you know, kind of go down as, uh, as well. I guess average go up. Um, but... Um, yeah, I, I, I have been enjoying all the homers. Yeah, this was like pretty much, um, I mean, I guess standard fare here for Dahlbach. <laughs> Launched a massive homer and struck out three times. Yeah. <laughs> His four at-bats. <laughs> Home runs and strikeouts are basically what we're getting here. But it's fun to watch, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Red Sox took the game 4-3, to three, taking game one of the series. Moving on to game Two Red Sox ran into a bit of a freight train here with Blake Snell, and then their offense caught fire. Uh, Triggs uh, was the opener for this game against Snell. He went one clean inning, and then he was followed by Matt Hall, who 
uh, well, imploded. Uh, again, so the, the final here raised 11 to 1, just a, a masterpiece here from uh, both sides of Tampa, the pitching and the hitting. Uh, so Triggs is the opener. It was followed by Matt Hall, who gave up four runs in two innings. And then uh, Lair struggled again, four runs in a third of an inning. Uh, and Stock, two runs in one and two thirds innings. All three of those guys really um, have not found their footing whatsoever with the Red Sox. Um, have you seen enough of these guys, or do you think one of them might have the stuff to be salvaged? Uh, yeah, it, definitely with the first two, definitely with Hall and Lair, I'm, I'm just kind of, just, uh, just kind of tired of, uh, seeing them. Um, I, maybe I should probably feel the same way about Stock, but I don't know. I kind of liked him when he was with, uh, San Diego last year, but then again, now he's on our team, kind of like a DFA <laughs> pickup, so maybe I shouldn't really be that excited about him, but yeah, I, I'm just... Ugh, I'm it. They're all three of them are just no bueno. Yeah, I think I'm good with all three. I mean, I know the Red Sox don't really have anywhere else to go, which is part of the problem. Yeah. But um, I just, I it hurts just to watch these guys go out there and get wrecked. So, um, if there's any other option, I'd like to see it, but I just I don't think that there is. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Uh, Bobby Dahlbach's hit streak came to an end, but he had another uh, multi-hit, or homer streak came to an end. We had another multi-hit game here going two for three with a walk, only one strikeout. Average up over 280 now. Um, do you think that's due for some correction, or do you think there may have been a bit more hit tool than advertised here that was kind of overshadowed with the power? Um, I, I, I'm still, I, I'm, I don't think that he's going to hit like a 280. Uh, he just doesn't seem like that type of guy. Maybe like a 260, 270 um, with a bunch of power. Um, but I, I, again, I, I'm loving what I'm seeing so far. And um, I just kind of want to know your thoughts about the whole Dahlbeck versus Chavis thing. Because it was kind of like, it seemed like a, you know, Spider-Man meme uh, kind of thing. <laughs> uh, what, what, are your, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean... You kind of hit it on the head there. Um, and, I mean, last year, it wasn't to the absurdity that Dahlbuck has done this year, but when Chavis came up, he had a really strong start and was hitting, like, 310 and hitting bombs. Uh, and then things kind of caught up, and then the swing and misses were just kind of overpowering. Um, but with Dahlbuck, it's – I mean, he's striking out at a massive percentage, but he's also getting on base a ton through his bat. So yeah. it's – I mean – it's similar, but it, it, it's different in that just Dahlbuck's ability to hit the ball is just better than Chavis, who's just more raw power. Yeah. Um, even with the strikeouts, I mean, just his, he's just getting hits in places that uh, Chavis really struggles in the zone. So um, I, th- I would think I would take Dahlbach over Chavis because of that, but... Um, you know, it pains me to say because Chavis is my man. But yeah, you're right; yeah. they're incredibly similar. Uh, moving on to game three, Nathan Evaldi did make his return. Good news for the Red Sox. Uh, even better news. Uh, was kind of really thrown to the fires here uh, against a really good Tampa lineup in his his day uh, his turn back here. And although the Red Sox dropped, ended up dropping the game five to four. 
Uh, Evaldi looked really good. Three innings, only three hits, one run, no walks, four strikeouts. Seems like that time off uh, to get himself healthy uh, was pretty significant. What, are, what were your thoughts on Evaldi's performance here against the tough Rays lineup? Um, I, I was very impressed. Like I, I When I saw that he was uh, making his debut... Um, especially against the Rays, I was, you know, uh, kind of scared. Uh, but to see him come out with four strikeouts, no walks, three innings, which uh, is pretty good coming off an injury here, um, especially with, like, this really, really good uh, Tampa's, uh, Tampa Bay lineup, um, I was impressed. And that's kind of what, I mean, this this is really what this team kind of needs is just someone to kind of just hide, hold water. Um, for the rest of the season, and and then for Iavaldi, like he needs to get some confidence going into next season. So I I love this game. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it was only three innings, but he was coming off of injury, so I didn't really expect him to go deep. But what we did see was really impressive. Really limited the contact, didn't walk anybody, racked up strikeouts. That's exactly what you want to see from Ivaldi, and hopefully that just continues throughout these last couple weeks here. Yeah. Seven or nine batters in the starting lineup ended up with hits. Uh, but they stranded 14 runners on base. Uh, is there anything this team can do to score runs? Or does it even matter? <laughs> um, <laughs> I Well, I really don't think that it does matter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, 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 I think that we can still kind of win like a few games here. Um, I know that Munoz was hitting uh, seventh in this game, but I've just been really impressed with his ABs. Um, he's, I, I do find him like really fun to watch. I don't yeah. know if he's necessarily this good, like what we're seeing. Um, but he's still fun to watch. He's a fun AB. Um, so yeah, I, I, I do think that there is something to kind of still work for here. And I mean, Verdugo, Devers, Bogarts are still going to do their thing. Um, I, I really hope that JD gets going, but I, I still think that there, that there is something to kind of work on here. Yeah, I agree, and I know. I mean, the Red Sox have been significantly mixing with the lineup now that uh, they're really—I mean, not necessarily that they're folding it in, but they're trying to see what they have in a lot of guys. So they're getting guys looks all over the place. It's a little bit tough to settle down and be consistent when that's going on. Um, so I think this is just kind of what I expect. The Red Sox—they'll have guys who are. Um, just going to get hits and do their thing, and then they're just going to strand some guys on base because the lineup's weird. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the final game in the series, which was today. Uh, Martin Perez versus Charlie Morton, which the Red Sox won for the series split 6-3. Uh, Morton continued to look really bad, uh, which is not a great thing for the Rays. Uh, turned out to be a good thing for the Red Sox here. But more importantly... Uh, Martin Perez bounced back after uh, just an atrocious start where he walked six batters. Uh, here he goes five innings and strike out six batters, only giving up two earned. Uh, nice bounce back start for Perez. Uh, what are you, what are your expectations for Perez here these last couple weeks of the season? Yeah, Perez really, really confuses me because, I mean, I as I watch him, I'm like, okay, this is all right but then i'm like i look at like uh, most of his uh his game logs and stat line and stuff i'm like well is it really all right because currently he has like a over four era and is it like am i just like immune to just like bad pitching 
and I'm just okay with watching Martin Perez. Um, I guess he's kind of like good for kind of kind of who he is, but unfortunately he's kind of cast as our quote unquote ace. Um, I, I, again, I was I was very very impressed. Uh, with this outing, and I think that he is okay. I'm just trying not to get my hopes up, you know, and be like, yay, Martin Perez, when it's just Martin Perez that he really should be our fourth starter. <laughs> yeah, just basically numb to terrible starts, so you get a mediocre one, and you're like, whoa, what is this? Exactly, yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, the perks of 2020 Red Sox. <laughs> yes. But the bullpen uh, ended up putting together another solid run, going uh, four innings of shutout baseball, only allowing three hits, uh, striking out six, and allowing one walk to the end, and Barnes picked up his sixth save. Good for the Red Sox. <clears throat> Interestingly enough, though, uh, Christian Arroyo actually had himself a series. A couple multi-hit games added a home run today. Uh, what are your expectations for christian arroyo the rest of the way um i i i've been actually like really impressed with christian arroyo like i was kind of expecting what arroyo is doing i thought that um uh peraza was gonna do but he never really fulfilled that i you know just maybe like um above 250 average so maybe like a 260 270 average you know just some hits here not a lot of power but just Someone who can, you know, put a bat on the ball, get some hits, and maybe get, like, the bottom of the lineup going. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've been uh, pretty uh, impressed. And I kind of expect it to go for the rest of the season with Aurea. Yeah, I agree. He's one of those guys that it was, like, a really low risk, potentially high reward. He did have a little bit of prospect stock when he was called up uh, in San Francisco. Um, hasn't really done much in any of his time. He hasn't really been given any extended looks here um, at any of his stops throughout the majors, but um, the Red Sox are just in a situation where if someone gets DFA, they're essentially probably going to add him. <laughs> That's kind of yeah. what happened. And now they're just trying to see if they have anything for 2021, and it looks like they may have uh, some infield depth here with Arroyo. It's looking good so far. Yeah. Uh, that wraps up. Oh, um, my my pick for MVP here has got to be Devers. He had like multi hit games and a home run in. Yeah, Dev- uh, all over the series, really making his mark. Yeah, Devers is back to Devers of 2019, and I love to see it. Yep, sure do. Alrighty, nice split here with Tampa. So we'll take a break and be right back with a preview of Miami. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Looking forward to this Miami series. A uh, surprising. Uh, revamped Miami. Uh, when we did our power rankings, Jake and uh, Matt and I of the like the super regional uh, ten team bubble ish kind of deal. Uh, the only thing that all three of us agreed on were was that Baltimore and the Marlins would be the bottom two teams by a wide margin, and boy were we wrong. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the Marlins. Um, they are really, really kind of cranking on here. They are only three and a half games back of the Braves, uh, and they are firmly in the playoff picture. And uh, they added Starling Marte uh, at the trade deadline from the Diamondbacks. Solid outfielder. They have a lot of young stud pitchers. Uh, they will miss Sixto Sanchez, which is a little unfortunate because he's drawn comparisons to Pedro because of his uh, his awesome changeup here. And even today, Pedro tweeted that he sees a lot of himself in six, though. So that is uh, some high praise there. Um, and maybe a, a fortunate for the Red Sox that they end up missing uh, seeing him pitch. But what are your overall impressions of this Miami team? Um, to be honest, I really like watching this team. Uh, they're a really fun young team. Um, their rotation is really good. I mean, uh, Sixto has come up and just been lights out, and it's really, really great to watch. Uh, Papa Lopez, Sandy Alcantara, uh, Trevor Rogers. I mean, like all these guys have been like really, really interesting. And then their lineup is also, um, while it's filled with a lot of interesting prospects, it's always also filled with a lot of glue guys uh, like uh, Corey Dickerson. You know, they, they traded for Starlin Marte. Jesus Aguilar is back to, you know, a couple years ago when he was like with the Brewers type of self. Uh, Brian Anderson's always good. Um, yeah, I mean, this this team is really, really fun to watch, whether it's from pitching or hitting. Yeah, this team had had probably one of the worst rotations in the league last year, and this year their guys have just taken massive steps forward. Like you mentioned, uh, Pablo Lopez and Sandy Alcantara making huge jumps, and they also have Eliezer Hernandez, who's uh, been pretty impressive in his starts, racking up strikeouts. Um, there's everything about this team is really kind of a surprise, but it's a fun surprise. Yeah. And... Um, you also mentioned uh, Rojas, who started out the first handful of games uh, just at an absurd pace, was hitting like 600 when they had those like 14 games canceled or however many that ended up being with all the COVID scares. And he came back, and for the most part, he's really kept that going. Um, he still has a batting average that's well over 300, sitting at 359 right now in a 438 OBP. Uh, he's just having, he's just, fantastic season that's uh probably not exactly what people expected from this lineup if anything have a guy like that and then adding starling Marte, it is a really fun team young fun team to watch uh and i'm looking forward to these three games for the red sox uh from the red sox perspective though we have a uh interesting debut here on tuesday tenor Houck is going to get the start for the red sox against sandy alcantara what is your uh, little scouting report here on Hauk and what are you expecting from him making his Major League debut? 
Um, I'm very excited. I'm surprised that, you know, it took to mid-September for him to make his debut, especially with this, with this, you know, really poopy, uh, you know, pitching, uh, staff that we have. Um, and, um, I've heard really, really good things, uh, what, uh, what he's doing over at, uh, SimCity, the alternate site. Um, in the end, I, I, I do think that he is probably... Um, a reliever. Uh, I do think that the team thinks that he could still reliever. Uh, I do think that the team thinks that he could still start. He, so I'm hoping uh, for good things, um, but I'm kind of expecting him to be kind of okay for the rest of the year. Yeah, I'm excited about this too. I was surprised. Um, this isn't something that we've seen the Red Sox do in recent years. Um, kind of giving these young guys a chance, although um, probably justified when they're in the middle of a pennant race normally yeah. this time of year. Uh, not the case this year, though, um, but typically they kind of hesitate to throw guys to the, the irons, and I'm, I'm excited to see that and see what we have and how because they kind of start to plan for the future here. It's really excited about that. <clears throat> game two, nice little bullpen day versus Trevor Rogers, and then game three, Evaldi versus Jose Urena. Um, how do you see this series shaking out, and uh, who's your prediction for MVP? Um, I I I think that we're gonna take one out of the three. Um, I I'm still kind of up in the air with the Hauk versus Alcantara kind of matchup, uh, but yeah. I do think Iovati can definitely take down the Marlins and Urena because uh, he's he's honestly he's really not that great. Um, but then for MVP, um, I don't know. I'm going to go with someone different here. Um, I'm going to go with Munoz. I've, I've loved what I I like it. I love what I've seen from him. He's really just been really, really fun to watch. So I think he's going to be the MVP of this, this little series here. I totally agree. Uh, on your prediction for the series, I think one out of three makes sense. And then being the most likely candidate being the Evaldi game. Uh, Tauk is a wild or <laughs> Hauk is a wild card. Uh, the bullpen days never really seem to pan out very well, um, which I guess is why they're bullpen days. Uh, and then Evaldi being uh, coming off his injury strong here, I feel pretty good about that. So I think it's going to be one out of three. And yeah, yeah, probably the smart decision for MVP this series would be Rafael Devers, but I think I want to go in a different direction too. Um, I'm going to go Christian Vasquez. Ooh, love it! Yeah. Absolutely love it. All righty, well, that's going to do it. Uh, you can find us at the Over the Monster where we've done some roundtable stuff. Um, have you written anything besides roundtable stuff? Uh, no, I've been kind of uh, quiet on, on the uh, OTM side. Same with me. Uh, but you find both of us on Twitter. You can find me at the Spoken Keats. You can find Shelly at ShellyV underscore 643. And, of course, follow Over the Monster on Twitter where you can get uh, live tweets from all the games and... See all of our exciting content and podcasts and all that stuff and check out all over the Monster website uh, where all that same stuff is. So thanks for listening. We will be with you on uh, Wednesday. No, they have a day off. Thursday. Thursday, yeah. And then uh, we will recap this Marlin series and preview a three-game weekend set with the Yankees. Thanks for listening. 